everyone, and welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. Sarah Petty, here we are again. We're doing this again. <laughs> you can talk now. <laughs> it's again. <laughs> I keep talking over Jed and he starts and stops and starts and stops. Yeah, last time we were together, Jed, it was, I, I went and looked up the date. It was early April, right after yeah. Corona hit. So a lot's happened yeah. since we've chatted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, and we were, and of course we were safe when we were hanging out and, and, and not breaking any rules even back then. During the True. weird, the weird part in my in my estimation, the weird part, the one of the weirdest parts of the whole thing was the beginning because we just had no idea what in the wide world of sports was going on. Yeah. But and now we're on this side of it, and we're in 2021, and you're joining me today. I wanted to say this right at the beginning. You're joining me today. We're going to be talking about boutique, right? Yes. We're going to be talking about boutique studios. We're kind of going to be talking about why boutique, right? That's kind of where I want to come at this from. Um, and I want to ask you all kinds of questions. It's going to be surrounding. And so we're also going to be plugging this conference that you have coming up right now. It's mid January. I don't even know the date, but your conference is coming up in February. Yes. So people will see this or have the opportunity to see this beforehand before your conference. But I, I would like you to be talking to me about, boutique from your perspective, I'm going to add a, a bit here and there with my perspective, because I also have one regarding that. And and then I want to talk about your conference and then why the conference too. Okay. Is that cool? That's cool. So let's start talking about boutique in general and, and why boutique. What does that mean and look like from your perspective? Yeah. So boutique is the filter through which we make decisions, right? It's the model. And I think what's hard for photographers, and I, I know you guys probably remember it when you were starting, I remember going to that first like conference where there was a trade show and you see all these photographers and you're like, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. And now with social media, it's sort of like people are collecting puzzle pieces from all these random different puzzles and trying to create, call it a business. And so, and then there's no picture on the puzzle box, right? You're just like, right. you got the puzzle right. and the pieces, I like that. but you don't yeah. really know what the picture is. So boutique is a business model. It's a puzzle box with a picture on it, right? There mm -hmm. might be a sports photographer puzzle. There might be a, what, what we kind of call shoot and burn, where you shoot a bunch of images and you give people a CD for $200. I greatly dislike that model because to make money at it, you can, but it's at the expense of your life, right? I'm a French girl. <laughs> it is. You work all the time. Back when I started, that was kind of my model. I was giving it all away for 75 bucks. Yeah. Nobody was well, buying sure. in my life. Right. Was we, we have, all, I think to some degree, I would be surprised if there was someone associated with a boutique studio these days that hasn't gone through some sort of a phase or a season in the life of their business that looked more like that. Yeah. Really? I mean, I mean, it seems to me that that's almost part of the developmental process of 
getting to a point where you have a boutique studio that's really profitable in the way that a boutique to, that a boutique studio should be. Does that the make hard, sense? Yeah, but the hard part is it's hard to get from here to here. And that's yeah. a, like our movement is saving people this pain. It's sort of yeah. like, I'm going to make a McDonald's restaurant and get really good at it. And then I'm going to become a sit down, nice restaurant, mm. right? It's really mm. hard because you can't yeah. be selling happy meals out the back door. Right. And have get the right consumers that really want this type of restaurant. So that's what well, I've committed myself. I, to. I like that analogy, but here, let me throw a wrench in that real, real okay. quick and get your take on this yeah. because so I now use, I'm going to be speaking from my own experience. Okay. We never had the McDonald's really. I mean, we were out of our house initially, but we, and we were never really charging McDonald's prices. We were probably charging, we'll say Applebee's or Outback prices. But from the beginning here at this studio, we had the Morton's or the Ruth's Chris, and I'm using yeah. name, the Capitol Grill yeah. of studios, but we weren't charging Capitol Grill prices. And, and that's when it starts to really hurt you. So even like, I like the McDonald's analogy too, but even for some people, cause I know plenty of people that they, they want the Capitol Grill, right? But they're still running it like it's an Applebee's. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a lot of the puzzle pieces, right? You just didn't have mm -hmm. the pricing puzzle piece, right? Because it's kind of an important piece. It's like a big is. piece. It is, but that's a lot easier fix than the person who's attracting the McDonald's or Applebee consumer, giving them cheap prices and they can't deliver the high end experience because there isn't mm -hmm. time. And then mm -hmm. realizing it and trying to completely get those McDonald's cheap price sensitive freeful cheaple people as we call them over yeah. here right because they're often different buyers I think you probably completely have different right buyers. buyers they're not the same people right well they're not the same people but you were getting the right people you were just undercharging them some of them yes I right. was getting gotta, the wrong yes. people and in serving McDonald's to them right <laughs> or or you know because that was back in the days when we I printed proofs because it was pre-digital, yeah. but now it's so sure. easy. They're a grocery store, right? Yeah. Selling groceries, just groceries. But it's yep. funny. I don't, I don't know. I'm sure you hear this. People always say, oh, I can't charge for that. People can do it themselves. But if that were true, we would go to Ruth's Chris and try to buy the meat, <laughs> right? Like you could right, go to the you know, grocery store. And well, then here's the thing. Some people can, but they're not your client. Some people think they can. They're not your client. If you're the, the what, what I one of my favorite things about the boutique model is that there is a market for boutique services in every industry. There, there absolutely is. I, and I and I have my things right. I'm an I'm an AV guy. I'm a home theater. There, I got one of those. I got and I have the pro model. Cause I wanted the nicer one. Look at that right? camera, you know, baby. <laughs> yes. I, so I, and, and then there's other things like clothes and I should probably change this. You know, my wife wants me to change this. I, I should probably buy nicer clothes, but I don't care about clothes the way that she does for instance. Right. But AV equipment, she doesn't care about AV equipment at all. She'll have her little tiny Bluetooth speaker. And I'm like, I can't, I can't deal with that. I can't even, don't make me listen to that. 
I will admit I have been shopping at anthropology with your wife before and <laughs> you've seen it. You've seen it happen. But do you just, know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, and I, and, and I don't, I want to circle back to the statement you made because I hear it all the time too, right? Like people can do it themselves. Well, not your clients. If you have a boutique studio, A, they don't have an interest in doing it themselves. They want the experience. I can grill a mean steak and I love going to Capitol Grill, Morton's, Ruth's Chris, because I don't have to do it myself. I get to experience somebody else doing it for me, right? And, the, yeah. and, and then I get to be with the people and experience. There's all kinds of other things that go with it. Yeah. There's the boutique photography studio is the same in many, many ways, right? Absolutely. And I think, I think when you get into that marketing discussion, right, the puzzle pieces of marketing where people are looking on there, they're like, oh, so-and-so said I need a thousand Instagram followers. Let me take that puzzle piece. And it's like, but does that go with your model? Because here's the one, do you want to know like what I think the biggest, the biggest marketing, like the people don't get about boutique. What is it? It's that our target audience is not problem aware. Think about okay, help it. Help me unpack okay, so, it. I, I, I bet you're right hundred percent, but I want to know what that means. Okay. So think about it. People are like SEO, SEO. They're searching for a photographer because they're like, Oh, my brother got pictures for $200 and got digital files. They're not looking for artwork big in their home to decorate. They're not looking for books and albums. So mm. it's sort of like they've only been exposed to McDonald's and fast food. So mm. why would they be Googling for a sit down restaurant steakhouse, right? That's not even in their vocabulary. Okay. They're not searching boutique portrait artists. They just see photographers as food. I just fast food. I go to McDonald's, I get food. They're not problem aware. Yeah. They're not, they don't quite understand what it is that they're even missing out on. Yeah, they're not, they don't even know. Right. And so if you're like, I'm buying all these Facebook ads and I'm getting all these people just want digital files. Well, because they don't know, right? That's why all mm. of our marketing and what we teach and what we do, it's sort of just like what Vicky does, right? It's mm. like you get involved in your community, you're educating mm -hmm. people, you're telling them, and you're like, you pull out a big giant, like we get White House will make the um, unstretched, get like these are gallery wrapped. They're on right. the board, but the unstretched, right. like in all my students who right. don't have studios, I'm like, roll that baby up, put it under your arm. And <laughs> if you're going to Starbucks and walk in, if someone asks what is, oh, you know, I'm a boutique photographer. This is what I do. <laughs> right. And it's like, That's oh so my good. gosh, what do you mean? Yeah. yeah. You mean I could have right. something like that in my house? Like I've never thought about. Oh, I love it. But you could spend the day going like with that, like around the different places, like in the hopes of having chance encounters. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's a, that's a day of marketing and, and so, advertising. For you. Get this. You'll love this. I did senior portraits this summer for a client, um, longtime client for, she's a real estate agent. She came in and she had her little name tag on and I thought it was cute. I'm like, Oh, she's out, you know, doing open houses, whatever. And she came back for her daughter's next session thing. And she had the name tag on again. And I, I kind of commented, like, did you forget your name tag? And she brought it up. She goes, oh, my gosh, this is the best marketing thing I've ever done. She goes, I wear it everywhere. So she said, I, I have. She goes, I book more clients. I'm at the grocery store. And they're like, yeah. oh, how's the market? Well, are you buying? Or are you selling? 
Oh, really? Where do you want to go here? Let me, what's your number? I'll text you listings all day long. So we keep our students in swag, funny shirts, things that people can ask about so that those conversations can organically happen. That's so good. She said she, uh, that she goes to lunch with her best friends and they're like, you're taking that off. And she's like, no, I'm not. They're like, no. I'm going to lunch. You're she's like, no, I'm not. I'm going to get a client here. No, man. 24 seven. That and could be eight that. grand walking over there. Exactly. She's like, I've like six of them in my purse. And people go, oh, honey, you left your name tag on. Oh, I just left immediately. She's like, I put it off, put it in my purse. I walk out the door. I dig in my purse and I put it right back on. I came That's back great. and I was like, I know. And so I was like, oh, we ordered them for all of our students with a a camera shaped name tag. And they're out there wearing them, starting conversations because people are not problem aware. Well, and I love and I love the relational piece of that, especially again for a boutique studio. Um, One of my favorite pieces of the, the, the certain spots that I shop for the things that I'm into are the relationships that I have at those places, yeah. right? And, and and so that's also part of the experience for me is that relational piece. And so for them to, to be interacting with people in that way from the get-go, right? This isn't some one-way social media post, right? This is a two-way interactive conversation face-to-face, maybe behind masks at this point, but you're, you're building that relationship right off the bat. And I don't know why that's so scary to people because I know a lot of things, I'm an introvert, but I don't want to get involved, but I know that you don't know why it's scary. Anyone that knows you knows you have nothing to fear. That is terrifying to me. It it, it is in a relative sense, right? Like I totally get the, the, the wisdom of it. Right. Um, And my wife would have no problem doing that either but I am the introvert and a lot of people don't realize that, but I am the introvert. I am not the person that goes to a coffee shop and, and wants to talk to anybody. That's why you wear your name tag and you got to hold up things so people can ask you. Right. That's true. Well, that's the other big, okay. So you made, you made my point without, uh, you made a point for me without me even understanding. The other piece I like about that is that you're not soliciting. Right. You're like the magnet. Yes. Right. Right. And, and, and it certainly doesn't come across as though you are soliciting what you're doing is peaking interest. Right. Exactly. And then they're coming to you, which is another thing I really like about this strategy. But I do understand an introvert's aversion to this. Right? I do too. And you know what a lot of our students have found is that, um, a lot of it is the fear of the unknown, right? I don't know what to of say. Course. What if they ask me something I don't know? And so I've put over the years done a lot of testing and looking at like, okay, here's five, you know, like in the first phone call, we broke it down into seven, we call them the seven B's mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for our students. And it's like, once you know what to say, it takes so much of that fear away, right? And so, yes. you know, right? I, I ask them about themselves, right? And then you, you right. get them... Um, in the conversation, like, oh my gosh, Jed, I love that hat, you know, and you start a conversation, you go, oh, you know, I am crazy about hats because I'm a, I'm a photographer. I'm a different kind of photographer and I'm obsessed. Like if I see a cool hat, I have to stop. And then they have to ask you, you know, well, what is, what do you mean a boutique photographer? And you can tell them your story. And then they say, oh yeah, I'm a photographer or my husband Mm -hmm. does it. Or we use someone who's a hundred dollars and gives us a lifetime supply of free images. 
And then it's right. fine. Like you have nothing invested. Oh, that's so cool. Nope. I'm so happy you have photos, right? Like there's yep. this whole fear of focus on the positive there. I like that. that this piece whole fear of rejection, yeah. but it's not being rejected. I just want people to have photos. So if they're working with someone else, that's awesome. Yeah. though I think the fear of rejection is a big one. And I do think that that's one that we need to get over collectively. I, I don't know like there's many conversations where I've had where people are like, yeah, you know, if I raise my prices, I'm going to lose so many clients. You very well might. And guess what? You very well need, to, you might need to as well. Right. Yeah. Because what you're also doing is putting yourself in a different bracket per se, where you then will automatically be more attractive to certain people who want to pay a certain amount. Does that make sense to you? Like I, there, there's gear that I won't look at if it's cheap, because to me, I'm associating quality with that price in the things that I'm interested in. Yes. Right? Yes. And it's interesting. I think when I started, I had, you know, you'd have, I was cheap, cheaper than you guys. And I kind of had that shoot bird model, not for very long, but <laughs> I did. And I had, yeah. you know, you give people something and they're like, well, can I, I mean, can I get a half price or can I get two? And oh, I remember it's the it inch be- and a mile type of thing, yeah. right? But yeah. you assume, oh, oh yeah. my gosh, and if, if they're going to pay me more and they're and I'm charging more, they're going to be bigger whiners and complainers. And what is like opposite is that the more you charge, the better people are. You, you weed, you're you weeding it. those people out more and more, right? Yes, they value yeah. it. Like when you go in and you're like, I want the coolest lens you have because that makes me feel good. I, mm-hmm. I, I just, that's how, who I am as a photographer. That's my identity. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy a piece of equipment. I'm a techie. Yeah. I, I want the top equipment, right? You're a fun right. person to sell to when really they're mm-hmm. just helping you get what you want instead you of want already. like, when does this go on sale? Well, what's your cheapest right. thing? What's your cheapest right. thing that looks like right. that thing, right? right. Um, right. We've all dealt oh, with you hit the nail on the head. Exactly. So that's what becomes, that's what I love most about boutique is I love my clients. They love me. They give me money and they love me. Like imagine that. Yeah. yeah, And, and they're, and they're super happy with what they're getting from you and for what they're like, they want to pay for it. I, I want to pay for a wonderful experience at a delicious steakhouse when yeah. I go out with my family or my yeah. friends, I, I want to give them my money and I want them to give me a fantastic experience and I know they're going to. And so there's that, that symbiotic relationship that exists there. Here, here's, here's a question that's been weighing on me though with all of this, because I've been thinking about this, especially nowadays. How do you address regarding the experience in particular, how do you address the home studio versus storefront studio relative to the boutique concept today? What do you say about that? I'll give you an example. Uh, I can't can't have a boutique studio. I can't charge that amount of money because I'm just out of my house or I'm just out of my garage or I'm just out of my basement or I'm just out of my living room. Or I just meet them at a coffee shop. Yeah. So I can't, I can't be a boutique business owner. I can't have a boutique studio. What do you say to that? And go. Yeah, I would say first, first off, that's a, a disempowering belief, right? It's like the single girl Amen. saying there are no good guys out there. Well, then right. you're never going to find one. You know, if you're telling yourself that, it's not going to happen. Self-fulfilling so, prophecy, right? It right. is. I like that. It is because our beliefs are what determine our actions, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're mm-hmm. telling yourself that. Um, but I, I, it's sort of hard because what comes first, the chicken or the egg, the great clients mm-hmm. 
to pay for the gorgeous studio or the gorgeous studio mm-hmm. that gets the great clients. And mm-hmm. I had a CPA early on in my career who said, Sarah, he asked me, cause I said, I'm looking, I want to get a studio. He said, does that bring you business? Like, are people going to see it and come to you? And I said, no. And he said, then you got to make the business first. That mm-hmm. two people aren't problem aware, right? They're driving by thinking I'm a $200 photographer. They're not coming to me because of that. Yeah. And yeah. so boutique has nothing to do with a studio. In fact, you can be more profitable without a studio or if you want to have a home studio. Yeah. Um, I go up to Chicago. You're closer to Chicago than I am, mm-hmm. but I go up there occasionally. Haven't this year, <laughs> like right. 2020. Right. But I have some right. great clients up there. I go, I shoot. I'll do a couple of sessions and I'll come back two weeks later and bring my projector and set it up in their house and do the presentation. And my averages are higher doing that than them coming. They've never seen my studio or any, anything. Right. It's, it's just, I I probably have confidence to do that because like, I know I have the studio. I've been doing this all this time. If I would have never had the studio, would I feel that way? I don't know. I think a lot of people do and you can, but you've got, it's that mental, right? It's that head trash that we get in that we tell ourselves, oh, I can't charge this because I don't have a studio. Yes, you can. I, right? I, yes, you I can. love that you answered it that way. I was I, I was prepared for anything. I, I thought that might be the way you answered it, but I thought, depending on where she goes, I might have to challenge her on this, that, or the other. <laughs> you, didn't, yeah. you didn't say no, anything I, that you, I felt studio, was worthy of a challenge. Hey, I stop people all the time from... Yeah. Uh, getting a studio before they're ready. Cause all that does is yeah. put so much more pressure on you. Oh. If you don't know how to consistently get clients and get orders of 2000 and over, and then you go mm-hmm. and commit to more debt, it's mm-hmm. going to make it that much harder. And I've seen it. And happen. if you have a family, all it does is take time away yeah. from them too. Yeah. That's a big piece. It does. It right. Does. Right. I, I can attest to all of that. All right. So let me now let let's pivot to the to the conference. Tell me about this conference. When first of all, when is it exactly? Okay, it is exactly February 23rd, 24th, 25th. And mm-hmm. we did it last year in Dallas, Texas for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it was standing room only like it completely sold out. And we were so excited for this year, hoping the world would open up. And we thought, you know what, we just can't. We don't no, know. So not it's going to be virtual which I know people mm-hmm. are like, ah, but it's going to be completely different. We hired Tony Robbins event team. I'm going to be on a stage in some state somewhere. And uh, they've got like four <laughs> video cameras set up and uh, I'll see everybody. Like you've seen those cool stages. I'm really excited about it, but it's interactive. Like what's cool about video or about um, uh, virtual is that First off, you get a front row seat. You're not at the yep. back of the room. You can yep. ask your questions. We can do little breakout groups. We're sending everybody this huge box of activities that they can't open until each program throughout the three days. Mm. Mm. We're doing a full scrub assessment on their business. And we're going through those key puzzle pieces of being boutique, right? How do you do pricing? How do you do, um, how do you market as a boutique photographer? Yeah. What are the key parts? How, how is it? And then how do you get that three thousand dollar two, three plus thousand dollar average? So that's pretty cool. And we actually invited White House. I, I'm pretty sure you guys, someone from White House, probably Matt, um, mm-hmm. is gonna be yep. there to show people products because that's what's cool about the big conventions is that you get to touch and feel. And uh, we have so many newer photographers and people who haven't been able to do that. So he can hold up those gorgeous albums and different things like that. And tell, tell me, so uh, let me stop you there for a second. Cause I want you to expand a little bit on the boutique studio 
with products specifically? Because you were mentioning earlier, it's the whole, uh, the problem thing, right? They don't, what, what, how did you say that? Uh, they're they don't not know their problem problems. aware. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're not, they're not problem they're aware. Not problem, they're not problem aware. I feel like products in particular, that the, the, the whole problem aware piece is related Definitely. in a big way yep. to products specifically. Can you yep. talk about that a little bit more? I was just thinking about that. When yes, you we're actually, products. I have a whole segment on that because I think that's scary. If you've just been doing digital files, it's like, uh, you look at the cheesecake yes. menu at a lab and it's like, okay, oh. all these products, I have to offer them all. And it's like, no, 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 no. No, you don't. No, you don't. My favorite boutique right. restaurant here in town is a little cafe. It's called Incredibly Delicious. They have, I think, seven things on their menu, the same seven things for the last 20 years. And I can eat them every single day. They're delicious, right? Versus you go to Applebee's or Cheesecake and you've got like this 525 page menu. Do you? <laughs> Pick your favorite things and do them really well. I do. I do that anyway, though. Don't don't you do that? Like I do that almost everywhere. Now my wife's the adventurous one. Who knows what she's gonna order when we go out to eat? I get a ribeye or a fillet. Yeah, that's what I get. It's because true. I that's what I love. And and so I and I and I get what you're saying when people get overwhelmed by the amount of products initially. I can't. I don't even know how many times I have said. You don't have to. You don't have to offer a third yeah. of these options. Yeah. Pick, pick what you want. Start small. Yeah. Pick what you want, offer a few of them. And then you're going to like that part's a process too. There's going to be yeah. things that get weeded out because nobody wants them. There's going to be other things that rise to the top because everybody wants them. Yeah. There's going to be things that you weed out because you don't like them. Yeah. And there's going to be other things that you're drawn to because they're more, they're more conducive and, and, and complimentary to your style, right? Like that's a, that's part of the journey too. Is it not? Yeah. That's why I named my company joy of marketing. Cause it was kind of a oh, nod yeah. to joy of cooking because yeah. business is a lot like cooking, right? You, there are a million yep. ways to make a chocolate cake. Yes. Right. And, and yes. that's, what's cool about you being the chef of your business is you get to pick the products, you get to pick mm -hmm. the prices, you get to like, there was a product I just didn't like when I started. It was that leather folio when you were in high school yeah. that everybody got. Yeah. 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 And over the years, yeah. I've had people ask for it. And it's like, I know where to get it. I know how to get it, but I'm just never, ever selling it. It's just never. Yeah, it's not, it's not your thing. No, it's not my thing. And I'm the chef, right? right? I can decide right. to have a gluten-free bakery. And if you want gluten, <laughs> you just don't come to me. Right. <laughs> and then the people who love love gluten-free, they're going to be like my disciples, right? That's right. And so That's I think right. there's that fear of like, I've got to do what everybody else does. And it's like, no, yeah. the opposite. Do right. what you love, what you as the chef are passionate about. Now, within that, you probably need like some core ingredients for your mm -hmm. cake. If you're going to make a cake, you know, flour, sugar, I mean, maybe without sugar, I don't know, but those main things, some chocolate. Mm -hmm. um, so like when we're talking, we're teaching um the program at Go Boutique Live, I'll be talking about, right? We start with large wall portraits, big that decorate Ooh, people's yeah. houses. And we talk tier two collections, series, like a nine, a three, things like that. And then third albums and books, right? Yep. Uh, you don't need 40 choices. We have one album and one book and that's what clients get. We actually have two albums, a big one and then like a small one, but that's what they get, three choices, Small, medium, mm -hmm. large. We make it easy for them. Mm -hmm. It's not like, I just don't know. They're all so great. They are all so great. I've been to the White mm -hmm. House screen show booth, right? They are mm -hmm. great. But if we mm -hmm. can't pick, how are they going to pick? 
Right. We do them oh, a so favor. Good. Yes. We do them a yes. favor by picking yes. Yes. and uh, and helping them make a decision. And then yeah. we take out all the knickknack patty whack. We don't need to yeah. sell that. Right. You don't need jewelry and mugs. And we do that on the back end. If we want to sell even cards a lot of times, yeah. we don't want to cannibalize yeah. the real artwork that we're in business for. Like we could easily become Christmas card factories and that's a scary business, mm-hmm. right? Cause mm-hmm. they help promote us, but they're a lower profit margin item. We can't feed our families on that alone. Well, but it's also, okay. So Greg Daniel, I always talk to people about what Greg Daniel does, but he uses, so he'll use products as promotional pieces uh, that he gives to certain clients. He'll give somebody, you know, 50 cards with their order in the fall using his images. They, they didn't even know it was coming. It's a, it's a surprise. And you, and you can do that with like the little folios, you know, uh, as well. Like there's, there's things that you can use products for definitely that are, that are surprises, not just add-ons, not just, I mean, incentives. There's lots of different ways to use these things. And I think, you know, not everybody would want to do this, but I think that if, if you're in the right spot with the right clientele, giving somebody, you know, 50, 50 Christmas cards, and maybe they'll be like, you know what? I want 400 more of those. Yeah. And you're like, no problem. It's already done. Boom. You but who I mean? doesn't want to be introduced to 50 of their best friends, right? Of course. Right. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like you choose, again, you're the yeah. chef. You choose who, you know, every once in a while, the chef will give you something good on a nice restaurant, compliments of the chef. Yeah. Bring you a little you know drink. I mean? like, yeah. Who knows what you're going to get. And yeah. it's, and it's awesome every time that happens. And in my mind, I'm like, well, I'm coming back here again. Every <laughs> time. Yes. Yes. We do that at the holidays. I love emotional marketing at an emotional time of year with the white yes. love the ornaments you guys do. And, um, I've done small canvases, the cubes, those are great gifts. I don't want them to cannibalize my order, but it's a great way to show love. No, right. You don't want to, I get the cannibalization piece too. I mean, there's sometimes there's a fine line there. And I love separating them. You and I, I just have, it's so bizarre that you and I are a day apart in our birthdays and our spouses mm-hmm. are a day apart, which is so crazy. Mm-hmm. But you and I were after birthday, after Christmas birthday babies, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. And so we got the Merry Christmas, Happy Birthday. Right. Which is what I feel like throwing those 50 cards into an order is. And it's like not as fun as Merry Christmas. (laughs) And then in March, someone touching a nerve. (laughs) Someone comes in with a gift. Like, I just love you. I just thought of you today and I brought you a gift. Like, right. Wow. Wow. That is what really makes me feel loved and special. And we do love our clients. We want to make Mm -hmm. them feel special. They're already excited for their order. So throwing it in there, I think is too, too much too soon. Spread it out. I get what you're saying, but see, that's the beauty of it. And that's why I like your analogy of the chef. There are going to be chefs that are like, that's not the direction I want to go. And there's going to be other people that are like, that'll absolutely work for me and they'll kill it. You know, I mean, you, you and, and and you're going to find out, right? That's the other big piece about being a, a chef, especially in a boutique business in particular. And I use the chef still as the analogy, but you, you will find out what works and what, and what doesn't work. Okay. Can I challenge you here a little bit too? Oh boy. <laughs> it's not supposed to go that way. <laughs> no, this is a good one. You're going to like this one. So we always say, sell the destination, not the airplane. And this might help people who are watching who are like, I'm just freaked out by what products to order. If Vicky wanted to go to Hawaii, she'd be like, Jed, 
we'll go to Hawaii and we'll sit on the beach. There are no cords. We can, we can wave our flag and people will come over and bring us little drinks with cocktails mm. and the sun will be on our face, right? Yep. She's selling that. She's not selling Jed will go in a 747 Delta and we'll maybe we can get in the faster line and there will be flight attendants in orange car. Like you don't care if it's in a, no, you just want want to think about that part of the trip. You want the outcome. And so people, again, they're not problem aware. They just know they love their kids. They want to celebrate them. They want photos, but the airplane is, is it a canvas? Is it a framed piece? Is it a metal? Is it bamboo? Like, I don't carry all those things. I have some of my students who are like, I only do metals, right? That's their gig. They do punchy color and that's what they love. That's their airplane. But what they're selling is that little boy who's like, you know, doing yeah. like flying through the air, jumping on the trampoline. That's what they're selling. It's that destination. Well, I think you're absolutely right. And I love that analogy too. You're really good at at this stuff. You're, you, 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 I mean, it's no surprise. You know what you're talking about, but let me, let me, let me respond. Yes. And maybe, yeah. maybe this is a good response okay. to that end Point. in that. <laughs> Cause I do feel a little bit challenged by that. And, and I think that what, one of the things that we did in response to that, I, I don't think without even thinking about it, the way that you're presenting it is that we don't offer everything. It, this is at our studio. We don't offer everything, but what we do is we don't really care if you get a canvas or a metal or a standout or a framed print, they cost the same. Now it, there are minor exceptions. Like if you want a frame, that's going to cost me another $700, then you'll be, you know, that's, that's added on to the yeah. price. Yeah. But you know, as far as like baseline stuff across the board goes, you can get a 2020, a 2030, a 2040, a 3040 in any one of those for the most part. And the price doesn't change because that allows us to focus on Hawaii and not so much. You don't want to get lost in the, in a sale. You don't want to get lost in the minutia of any of that stuff. Cause it takes people from that emotional place where they're like, Oh, sparkles to the spreadsheet of now, how much is this size? This is this much of an add on and this much. What is Jeff Dukowski says? Math is the enemy of love. It's one of the best things I've ever heard in my whole entire life. Math is the enemy of love. I got to write that down. I think that's what he said. I hope I'm not misquoting him. He said it. No, <laughs> I, I love died. that. Because in that, and then of course you apply that to everything, you know, that, that for myself that I get excited about, I don't ever want to think about all but, of the, all of that minutia. I want to think about what I'm, what's going to happen on the other side of it. We're on the same page here because our framed wall portrait is the same price as our canvas. Those are your choices. I think, I think that the point I'm kind of making is that um, photographers think there's this magic product mix. What do people want? Like, what do you want? You want to get to Hawaii, right? Like I want to walk in my house and get goosebumps when I look at that on my wall. Yes. So is there, am I like, I'm looking for the two inch bamboo standout. Like they don't know that, right. They just want the feeling they get from that artwork. So literally I have, I have people I've coached who only sell books and albums because they're like storytellers. That's cool. That's what they're, that's the destination or the the airplane that their people will get to get the destination of the love. Right. Well, I think right. sometimes people think too hard. Like, what do people want? They want what oh. you want them to have. And there's very, like, do you There's want a huge this? piece. That's a huge piece of also, I think, the boutique studio experience in particular is this, what 
you bring to the table as the artist and the business owner, entrepreneur, creative piece is, is so much bigger than what most people realize. Yes. That's, that, that, that goes back. We, we, we'd give out artist suggestion pamphlets that we would make real quick. Got that idea from the Waldens. Remember, totally. we remember all did. those days? Yeah. Everybody did. Right. Yeah. And it was so great because we found out and then in all the sales sessions, it was like, well, what does Vicky think? What does Vicky think? What does Vicky want to do when she wasn't doing the sales? And she'd be like, and our salespeople would be like, here's what she thinks. Now Vicky does the sales herself, so she can just have that conversation. Yeah. But that was such a huge piece because I think people don't realize how important yeah. their opinions are to their clients, yeah. especially with a boutique studio model. Yeah. And think at Ruth's Chris, they come out and they're so wonderful. And they're like, Jed, the chef has prepared something special tonight. And it's been so pop. Jed's like, yeah. Tell me all about it. Yeah, it's just and bring speak, it speak slowly. Just speak slowly. <laughs> exactly. I always want the recommendation because I want that experience. Yes. You go to McDonald's, it's a box. You pick number one, two, or three, and you don't ask their opinion. No, you, know, you're just no, you don't want it. You don't you're want trying to opinion. solve the problem, right? Um, right. So good. I think, so good. too, something people have to realize that we're not withholding back when we started, we were in film, right? Not everybody was photographed. Everybody has a camera in their pocket. They're going to be mm -hmm. fine. They're not going to go mm -hmm. hungry if they don't work with us. Like everybody mm -hmm. can be documented, which is what I, I care about. So mm -hmm. it's not like, Oh, you only can afford to be documented and you guys don't get to have photos. Right. Oh, right, right, right. Right. Yeah. So like we serve just like Ruth Chris, everybody's thing isn't going to be going there to no. experience that. Yep. But the people who do are so happy to lay down that $500 bill, right? Again, that's, <laughs> that's the airplane for me. I don't think about that part. That's what? <laughs> that's like the return trip on the airplane for me. When you, when you get the bill, I try, not, I try not to think about that piece. But I get what you're saying in that it's not like I, I go to Ruth's Chris and I don't realize that it's going to cost me some money, right? But I value it. You know, it's, it's what, it's one of the things that I do enjoy paying for. So I value that piece and I know it's coming. Yeah. Right. And when it does, I, I take care of business and then we take off, yeah. but um, it's not, it's, it's, it doesn't stop me. It's I, not going to stop me again. I know it's actually what brings you back. Right. And yeah, that's what about boutique people are all freaked out about charging more. Jed doesn't need to be surprised with the price and look, he still comes back. And that's how our clients are, right? There's no surprise. We're not trying right. to be like, oh, don't tell them then. Oh, look at the images. Don't you love them so much? And then like slip the bill in. No, we talk right, about right, it right, right, no. right up yep. front on the first phone call. So it's like, Jen, yep. we're Ruth's Chris. Here's what we do. Here's why you're yep. going to love it. And this is about what your bill is going to be. And, and this is about what you should expect to spend. And that's, and that is it. Yeah. yeah. And then you it. probably double it because the wine is so good. <laughs> well, the, yeah, you know, you know, I, that's the other, that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole another conversation. All right. Anyway. So tell me, let's circle back around okay. and, and, and finish up. Tell me about this conference a little bit more. Say the date again, just for my own. Yes. Betterment. February. February. <laughs> that's a new month. I added February. <laughs> <laughs> 23rd, 24th, 25th. And White House is sponsoring some scholarships, a couple of them. So I want to share oh, that for anybody. Well, that's there are $95 tickets. Um, okay. You can get them at Go Boutique Live. But if you go to goboutiquelive.com and add a forward slash in the word scholarship, you can apply, which is so cool. Okay. And um, White House, I just love you guys, Jed. You do so much. 
for the industry and, um, you know, helping people just take care of their clients and creating products. I'm just, I, I just, I'm so grateful to have you in this space. So thanks for letting me be here with you. Today. Well, I can speak, I can speak from person, you know, just from myself. It's, it's an honor. It's a pleasure. It's, it's one of my favorite things in my life to be involved both personally doing this and with, with white house to do something like this. And I know it's a big, it's a big deal for everybody there too. Um, it, just so I don't forget then the details are that it's four ninety five. That's how much it costs. Is, is that, is that an early bird price? Is that just the price? Well, is that it- is full price. So if you check out the website, you're going to get a better price and the early bird, the later you wait, the higher that price oh. goes. Well, see, that's important to know. Go boutique live.com. Yep. And then you add slash scholarship, you can win and you get this big box of just, but it's different than any other conference. There was no place for people who were all working from the same puzzle box, right? It's not massive. Like the big conferences are great, especially when you can actually go there, right. And look at all the trade show things and meet and and move around. But, But you also don't have to, you sit next to someone in a conference and they're like, oh, go to cheappostcards.com or I did this Facebook ad and it's like, okay, that's a different puzzle box, right? So this is a place where everybody is learning the same thing. Everybody's studying the same thing. And it's about transformation. It's not just speaker like information. It's transformation because we want people doing. I love it. Yeah. This was was great. I, I, I didn't expect... Uh, all the things that I actually learned and the challenge. Come on, man. You challenged me. <laughs> hey, you know, we go back a long way, Jed. I, I shouldn't be, be surprised. You. I shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> you you, you absolutely are welcome to do that anytime. It can't be so easy, right? I can't make it easy <laughs> on you. Oh, no, no, please don't. Especially after I oh, my goodness. start. We were getting through. <laughs> I start talking. Yeah, that's what happens with us every time. Okay. Uh, well, all right. February 23rd, 24th, 25th. Thank you for joining me on this. Go, go boutique live.com and then forward slash scholarship. Yeah. If you want to check that out. Yeah. Um, and I, I look forward to it. I'm kind of fired up to see how you bring it. Cause I know you will we'll bring it. I we know you will. Robin's event team and his music guy. Like how can it not be great? Who brings it better than Tony Robbins, man? Come on. Nobody. It's gonna I you've you kinda you're kinda raising expectations. So you have you have some stuff to live up to. I hope so. I mean, it's not just a Zoom thing here, like where I'm in my Mm -hmm. office being like, okay, everybody, like this is going right. We're going big time. I want people because I know how hard it is, right? I opened my first studio two weeks before 9-11. You gotta keep going through this. We can't hide from this whatever's left of this pandemic. It's not going away tomorrow. We gotta keep going. Preach it. Thank you. Hey, have a wonderful day. It was great to see you. Great to see you, Jed. Give the family a hug. Will do. Till next time. Okay. Bye, Jed.